How's Reverend Pat and Raj? How you doing tonight? Very well, thank you. And, and I'm doing great. I just have to say, how did you know that today was National Celebrate Pat Hansen Day? This is oh, just really? amazing. Oh, wonderful. Yes, yeah, so here we go. <laughs> you do not know the bribes I had to pay to get that designation. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> I'm waiting for my special day, too, so just so you know. <laughs> I'm sure it'll come, Padre. <laughs> I'm sure it will. Anyway, but hey, thank both of you for being Celebrating Life's guests tonight on this teleclass. And, you know, our theme is finding joy in the process. And I thought, what two better people to have on and just talking about life itself. And I've been looking forward to both Pat and Raj being with us tonight and just sharing life because we all go through processes. And hopefully we can say sometimes it's with joy, but I will always say we can find the joy if we don't have it. But just thank you both for being on tonight and saying yes. Thank you. Happy to be You're here. Welcome. Yes, and we can celebrate Pat Day today also. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to uh, celebrate by offering prayer tonight as an opening prayer. And I want to just thank everyone for being on the call. Maybe you're calling because you're curious what Raj is going to say tonight or Pat, but you all know what I say. I'm love and start crying now, okay? <laughs> so I'm going to pray. Have an, I'm going to open up with prayer tonight. So as we each take one of our hands and touch our hearts as a point of contact. And we just say, thank you, God, for your holy breath, for that place of oneness and intimacy. We invite our Blessed Mother to be a part of this call as she nurtures us, as she touches our heart for an even greater experience with the great I Am Presence. So come, Holy Spirit. Let the, the atmosphere of your home or the place that you're in begin to change now. As I decree, holy, holy, holy. If there happened to be turmoil in your home today, or your workplace, or just that inner dwelling that is stirred up, I just speak, speak now peace to that situation and let the process of love and kindness begin to overtake you now. Sweet Holy Spirit, just be with us and allow that living grace, that living flow of water begin to bless us in Yeshua's name. Amen. 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 Hey, we can start a choir. <laughs> oh, you don't want me in your choir, trust me. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> Raj, have to do solos for us. How's that sound? Yeah. <laughs> um, better. We can yeah. do it. <laughs> this topic is so rich and it can go in many different forms tonight, but... I always say, you know, our personal experiences seem to tap the diamond, so to speak, as we 
focus in on maybe some aspects. And I want to just thank everyone for tuning in and even our first timers. We're not always as crazy. I'm more holy. I can't speak for Pat or for us, but I'm just going to begin by saying I love life. I love God. I love my neighbor as myself. And to me, joy is one of those things that maybe is catchy around me. I can't say I worked at it. I think I was born this way. I I'm one of the lucky ones, as you would say. Do I have troubles? Do I have pain? Yes. But overall, it's joy that seems to carry me through all my processes. Even today, just my flow for today, I always pray in the morning. I always invite the Holy Spirit in. Today, I also invited our Blessed Mother in because I knew I was going to be speaking with some people, dealing with some situations that are challenging. And it's just like, going through this the web of just today, the ups and downs. But I had joy until I hit this one snag. And it's like, and I could tell I was getting angry because it wasn't what I expected it to be or I was promised it would be. But yet then I just tapped inside and go, God, I'm going to get over this. I don't want my feelings, my intentions to change because I know you're involved in all this. And it's like I kind of, my spirit kind of just rose up I made the phone call I needed to make, made, and it was a little difficult in the beginning. Then all of a sudden, the spirit took over, and I was starting to laugh. And I'm like, okay, now the spirit's around me that I can just share my truth. And it seemed to all just worked out. But it's like, you know, our topic, finding joy in the process, even when I wanted my way, so to speak. But the Holy Spirit took over. But I had to step aside in that capacity today and And if I'm real, like Pat and Raja's, it's a discipline. It's something I have to do to allow in to find that joy again. Otherwise, I could just stay mad and just hope that I fall asleep and then wake up in the morning and everything's fine again. So, Pat, how was your day? How How do you connect in that place of finding joy? One of the things that I do that brings me a lot of joy, I have a bird bath in my front yard, And I just am tickled pink when there's a bird in there because they just have so much fun. I mean, they they abandon themselves to 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 the bird bath, and it just it makes me laugh. And I think that (laughs) one of the things that helps with joy is laughter for for me. And it's been it's been a good day. I've been doing. I I went out and I had a great walk. I live near. San Francisco Bay, so I'm able uh, to go out and look at different birdies. Some people might think I'm a birder, but I'm not. I, I go, <laughs> yes, little brown birdie, ducky, seagull, you know, that's, that's my level of expertise, but it's really, being out in nature really brings me joy. Wow. I'm a bird fan myself. I have two bird baths, but you know, here in the Midwest, it's winter, so there's no splashing around (laughs) like the frozen tundra. But I do understand your joy when you see the birds taking their bath. It is playful. And then they fight over it. They just either do. But but it's very natural for them. So I love that. And it sounds like your day was pleasant. So good for you. How about you, Raj? What was your day like or what is your flow like today? Well, Padre, uh, it started yesterday where I am a lightweight when it comes to coffee, 
and my I was spending time with a dear friend of mine, and she made these two cups of coffee, big cups of coffee, across the time we were hanging out. And then I was wired all night. I mean, I, I really don't <laughs> drink coffee, and I developed a, a hankering for it in the last month or so. And wow, wow that was a, a great night. The, I wouldn't say it was joy. It was just decisions <laughs> to be made, and we need to make them now. <laughs> so now I know don't drink coffee, or otherwise there may be trouble. But, yeah, it's just been a great day. You know, I got to talk to you in the morning and joke with you and make some decisions. And here I am talking with Pat Hansen, none other than. So what can be better? <laughs> I agree with that one. But you know that our template for tonight is finding joy in the process. So, Pat, how do you – what part of your process when we – I and I don't want to necessarily say when we're stuck, but it's kind of in that place that we do have to dig through it in order to find that place that we elevate ourselves and allow God's peace to take over. Has that Mm -hmm. been a challenge for you or what? Well, Padre, I'm generally a pretty happy person. I can remember one of my longest-term friends that we've known each other since second grade once told me that if she didn't know me so well that she would think that my happiness was put on, was a facade. Oh, wow. Because but I just have a tendency to be happy. And I think it has to do with being childlike, to tell you the truth. I mean, I do have kind of a, a childlike uh, approach to a lot of different things. Yeah. And thinking about this, I was reminded of a story from what I would call the dawn of time. When I was in graduate school, because I think this is a good analogy. I had a good friend who I went to school in television radio, which is for a master's. And I had a friend doing an audio class. And the assignment was to make a soundtrack to a short film. So they gave her a short film and she had to create a soundtrack for it. But the, the film was called Chick, Chick, Chick. And it was all about chickens. So (laughs) we could not, she could not find chicken sounds to build her, her audio with. But we had a friend who knew some local people, someone with a farm. So we went out there to gather up chicken sounds. Well, she's from New York City and I'm from the suburbs. So here we are (laughs) entertaining the farmers by chasing around chickens, you know, trying to get chickens. <laughs> now, you grew up on a farm, right? Yes, I did. With 2,000 chickens. Oh, my know? goodness. Okay. So we probably should have gone to your farm. <laughs> <laughs> These were free-range chickens. And, of course, we got tired, sat down, because it's like, where? how do you get chicken noises? They run away from you. And, of course, you know what happened, right? They came to us. Oh, yeah. And I think that is what happens with joy. I think people go chasing Mm. after things that they think will bring them joy. And yet, even if they catch up to it or even if they have it, it that joy doesn't last. So one of the things I was thinking is that if we had been smart – 
we had brought, we would have asked a farmer for some chicken feed. But again, what did we know from chickens? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, they love to eat, <laughs> like all of us, you know. Yeah, but one of the you know our chicken feed is doing things that we like, laughing. I think a, a laughing meditation is a great way if you're mm. feeling like you're off track and you need to to increase your vibration to a happier level, laugh. Uh, you can start out with a fake laugh. You can probably go to YouTube and find a laugh track <laughs> and just laugh and start laughing and pretty soon you're really laughing and that really changes your whole mood and your attitude. So that's one thing. Pat, you brought up and I like that quote of or your analogy and I think those who are listening in tonight can really relate to that is about what do we chase that we don't need to? If we the scripture says stand still and know I am God or stand still and I'll bring it to you. You yep. know, but we seem to cluck 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 crack 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 you know, we're we're just doing a lot of over over excitement in a sense of whatever challenge we might have instead of relying on the peace then it becomes an attractor feel. But I love that. Very, That's beautiful, Pat. So, Brother Raj, when your wisdom that comes through so many times, I heard you took a car trip. I did, Padre. And it's an, it, it's, it really ties into joy, but it ties into the message that I'm going to keep on saying for probably the rest of my existence, which is really joy is one of the things that comes from allowing what is. So... Yeah, I I got uh, at the, what was it, December 17th was my daughter's graduation, and she went to a university in Missouri. So I had the option of either flying there, which sounded really boring, or driving. (laughs) So I drove. And it was got my car ready, you know. I I know my car. I'm the mechanic on my car. I had a bunch of tools. It felt like, you know, every time I went over a bump, there was a huge jingle in the back because all the tools jumped in the bump. There were so many of them. And I basically set off. And I, I skirted different scenarios that would have really impacted my car. My car is pathetic in anything but sunshine. I skirted snow, <laughs> ice storms, dust storms. But it was really interesting because... As I got further into my journey, it was, it was in Utah, I started noticing my mind and what it was saying. And there was a low level of anxiety. And the message, there was a distinct voice. It was saying, what would you do if the car broke down? And it was repeating, Whoa. what would you do if the car broke down? I was like, wow. This is interesting. And it was basically a very negative talk track. It was not too negative, but the thought was basically you wouldn't be able to handle it. The other thing that that was like a warning was every time I passed a truck, watch out for the tire blowing out because you won't be able to handle it. I'm going, where is this coming from? And it's consistent. And so I stopped listening to the radio and I started listening into this voice and the the generation of the anxiety was really coming from the voice there weren't necessarily pictures associated with it and i couldn't pinpoint whose voice it was 
wasn't mine. So as I continued on, I just allowed the voice to continue. I didn't react to the voice until I reached this Utah border near the, just as you enter from Nevada into Utah. And the voice started going, what would happen? Because it was just a straight. What would happen if you broke down now? And then it suddenly became, I want the car to break down now. So what I realized was, oh, my God, my mind is searching for something entertaining to do, even if it means (laughs) something really distressing like the car breaking down. Oh, my gosh. So it was a yeah. real learning, and that was that's the way you know I'm searching for adventure. Adventure is one of my addictions. I, I just crave it, and this was an example. It wanted my mind was just telling me things, and if I believed it, if I reacted to it, mm. it would have been interesting. So I went to the graduation. I stayed in Missouri for a while. I'd taken the northern route, and then I took the southern route back. So through Oklahoma and Texas and New Mexico and I stayed wherever I I I just stayed wherever I wanted to Padre it was just I wanted to experience these places that I really love like Albuquerque Denver Salt Lake Mm. and then I just as I was coming back I got COVID and then I spent a while dealing with that but three weeks later I'm three weeks into January my daughter has got a job and she's moving from Missouri to Texas and she says to me, can you help me, Dad? I need help getting, moving my stuff and especially moving my car. And I, I was thinking to myself, yeah, I can, I'll arrange for a car shipment. Her car is older. I'd done an inspection yeah. while I was out there the first time. And I, it, the car looked good. But was it good to do 800 miles? Hmm, probably mm. not. So right. I, I basically was looking at, shipping the car and eventually I couldn't find anybody and of course I did the thing that I'm so infamous is about me is I'll do it myself so I went out to Missouri <laughs> and I went and I went to inspect her car and I was going to drive the car myself so of course this this was producing a different level of anxiety now because I didn't have my tools this wasn't my oh. car this was ah. a car that was driven by a teenager so it <laughs> it was not very well looked after so i get there into missouri and i i check the car and i sure enough that my intuition was saying check the spark plugs and they're drowning in oil and i'm like i cannot drive 800 miles with this issue so oh, i wow. spend the day five hours or so fixing this car by the time i set off it is now five o'clock in the evening, which was way later than I wanted. The temperature was five degrees outside of five o'clock. And I, I was like, oh, this is great. And um, to round it off, the, I, I had set up a, a break in the middle. So I needed to get to Little Rock, Arkansas. And then from there, the, the remainder of the trip to Houston, Texas. So... This was just like divine because now I was really being put into a situation where my anxiety was raised considerably and I knew that I needed help. And the help I sought was prayer assistance. So I reached out to very specifically to counter my childhood messaging. I reached out to people who I knew loved me, loved me outright. There was no doubt. And there was a small wow. group of, of about six people. And I just said to them, would you please pray for me with an intention of 
let me deal with whatever comes up in this trip. And it, it, it was divine because this wasn't like going down a major highway. The, the GPS was taking me through these little towns. It was so cold. <laughs> nobody was out. Just oh, me. Wow. And then it goes into pitch black. So as I felt into the emotions that I was feeling, of course, it's nothing to do with the car. It's about it being in uncertainty, and it was about being at the mercy of people. So if anything did happen to the car, I was going to be totally reliant on somebody else to help me. Now, these are the core issues, as I spoke about in my talk last time. These were the core issues that I remembered and I've dealt with for, for most of my life. So this was a chance to really allow them to surface. And they did. And it was just amazing, again, to witness myself going through a level of panic. And the car helped. It made many a creak, <laughs> many a groan, because by that time, it was probably nearing zero degrees. And oh, yeah. um, it just continued. And then I remembered the people who were holding space for me, that were holding me in prayer. And, and I continued the practice of allowing what is. And for seven hours... That was my experience. I didn't stop. I just kept on going. And I got wow. to Little Rock just fine. The next day, I knew I was going to make it to Texas. And I was completely different. And I went into this diner because I love diners. And I started banter with the various people there. And before you know it, there was so much joy in that diner. There was so much playfulness. People, I had people in a, a state, and that is one of the things that I, I know I can do. I can instigate joy in others as well as anybody can with anybody else. What I'm going to end wow. the story with this. What was super interesting was in my first trip when it was my car, the, the message I kept on getting, which I thought was anxiety, was watch out for the truck tires because they're going to explode. As I was going in my daughter's car in the second journey, sure enough, this big yellow truck, no mercy, it was doing like 90 miles an hour, goes whizzing past me. <laughs> and I, as soon as it was about one car length ahead, its tire blew out. And I was like, oh, Whoa. my gosh. I'd never seen that. In all my years of driving, I'd never seen a tire blowing wow. out like that. So I, was, I still, to this day, I'm left thinking, what was that? What was the initial, what was it? Was it a warning? Was it really anxiety that I was experiencing or a delayed warning of the future? I, I don't know, but that's the miracle of life. And that's what I want to encourage in myself and others. The, the, for me and my way that I've chosen is really connecting with the self, with who I am and what I'm experiencing, it be it dread, fear, lust, whatever it is it inevitably fades. It never stays. It inevitably mm. fades. And this is, this is one of the things that I, I want to say is that in this day and age, one of the things that we are, so many of us have forgotten is how to listen. Listen to the divine, listen to our guidance, listen to other people and their opinions, but also listening to our own inner selves. So often I've tried to run from the inner voices, the inner fear, 
been pleading at retreats, please take this fear from me, please take this anger from me, and frustrated that it never happened. But the truth is that those are vehicles for us to actually transcend into something else. And that's the experience that I've been having for a number of years now, as now it's intensified. And the joy, again, is not something for me to hang on to. It's just another Mm. experience, just the same as fear. A long story, but there you go. (laughs) Well, I wasn't invited along for the ride. (laughs) Would you have accepted it, Padre? (laughs) Yeah. Well, we won't go into that, but I just want to be invited. (laughs) He was in my neighborhood, St. Louis, so was it cold? Yes, it was. And I've driven that route many times, going to Texas, doing conferences with Ron, and so I'm very familiar with that route. Because when you said it's 5 o'clock and then St. Louis and I need to get to the Little Rock, and go, oh, my God, that's seven, eight hours. And so you made it. It's like I would have turned around or stopped and got a hotel and says, that's another day. (laughs) So what I find your story so fascinating because you just allowed the thoughts to come. And then they, quote, Mm -hmm. dissipated. But, again, your awareness of they were getting louder. And who was that? Was it your authentic self? Was it your fear of? And like everything, going through it is the most important thing. And I think that's one of your keys that you talk about. And it's like, okay, well, you're talking about cars. And when I was in my very early 20s, 2021, I like going out, like going to the bars, going out with friends and all those things. I had this fascination with accidents. I wonder what being in an accident would feel like. Like, mm. would I die? Would I? But I remember it being a fascination until actually I had two within six months in the same place in the highway. Mm. I hit a car, and long story short, but after that experience, I didn't have a fascination with that anymore. So, <laughs> been there, done that. What huh? a way. Yeah. <laughs> so, but your fascination with a tire being blown out, that just caught my attention. And so even asking our listeners tonight, what do you have a fascination with? Is it a positive thing or is it a negative thing? And either way, it doesn't matter. It's just pinpointing it and just see what shows up for you because ultimately it's your process through in order to have light, have darkness, this too shall pass. And I'm sure, Pat, in your own walk with your ducks, (laughs) with your bird, you know, outside is... Oh, yeah, so oh, in my nature sure. walk, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we won't you know. go into the wild turkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's no. for another talk, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but it's interesting, Padre, because if I could interject just one thing. In of course. What, what, what I really resonated with in Raj's story is being with the what is, because it, oneness teaches... If you're feeling something, feel it. Feel it 100% because that's yeah. how it dissipates. If you're feeling angry, then be angry. Be totally and completely yeah. angry because then you're through it and it dissipates. Of course, yeah. with joy, I, you probably want it to stick around for longer. <laughs> but, but, I do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And there are ways of being able to get there and I think, stay there in the way of for longer periods. And some of that is meditation, being able to 
to be the authentic self is also uh, something that resonated with me because if you put on faces or if you are more or less lying to yourself then you have then that's not joy producing then you're yeah you're denying your unique beauty all of us are unique and we're all beautiful of course in america yeah. We're not allowed to believe that so much we, because of advertising and stuff like that, but we are all unique, and we're all beautiful, mm-hmm. and we need to celebrate that. Well, Pat, you make a very good point. My prior story about my day and getting angry, and I remember feeling that. I didn't want to feel it. I didn't want to have it prolonged, let's put it that way, because I really wanted, I knew it wasn't my authentic self. It was just my emotions, my stuff that I wanted this and it never happened. But again, that surrender to what is, make the phone call, have the conversation, and all of a sudden joy showed up again. And it's like, oh my God, I can, I feel good. I held on to that emotion. And actually last night I was listening to a program and they talked about if someone's mad, if someone's angry, you're really angry at yourself. And you're like, well, I don't know if I'd buy that, <laughs> that thought, but it came back to me. And it's like, I'm really angry of, of the position I got myself into. It was mm. really that point. So allowing me feeling that way or feeling angry, but yet this too shall pass. And then the Holy Spirit took over. So I was just being that observer of my emotions. And again, that can like a sea, go back and forth. Eventually, it just turned to calm. And for me, the joy of listening to Raja's journey twice from California to St. Louis in a very short period of time, stopping at places, stirring up the the crowd, so to speak, as Raj knows how to do that so well. Part of it's nature, in a sense, but there's a joy that comes with it. And again, if we can walk away knowing that the atmosphere changed because of us, I don't say, or in spite of us, <laughs> use that term, that we can really allow grace to uh, uh, pass through each of us and our day. Because um, if God is before us, who's against us? So we really mm-hmm. just choose myself in a sense of my own stuff, my own personality, my own prayers, just own all those and just, uh, I always say, give it away in a sense. Give it to God to be dealt with so we don't have to stick with it. But isn't there... Do you, either of you have any quotes that might follow up with this process or the joy that comes in just living life? How about you, Pat? I think you know, Padre, that I really enjoy and have a relationship with Yogananda. And he has uh, things that are called paragrams, which are little cards that I really enjoy Choosing, actually, I asked Yogan Honda to choose for me. And I love his one on joy because I think it really speaks to what we have been talking about. And it goes, even if life gave you at one time everything that you wanted, wealth, power, friends, after a while, you would again become dissatisfied and need something more. But there is one thing that can never become stale to you, joy itself. Happiness that is delightfully buried, though its essence is changeless, is the inner experience 
that everyone is seeking. Lasting, ever new joy is God. Finding this joy within, you will find it in everything without. In God, you will tap the reservoir of perennial, unending bliss. Wow. I want that. <laughs> I give you a deck of these. <laughs> well, I want the experience, too. Oh, you know? yes. Oh, I yes. love Yogananda. That wisdom that comes through the ages through him and has been through him mm-hmm. and now continues through his writings really does set us apart. Isn't it how we experience life? And I'm going to give this question to Raj. Each of us have our own personalities or joys or difficulties, just life itself. I don't think we ever get around those. They always present themselves. But for you, Raj, do you have any, call it whether it's a technique or how we valid a codependency where I can just, like Pat said before, it's like, well, I might be raging inside, but I got to be smiling. And it's like, that doesn't serve us. But in the moment, I think that's what it's being called. Otherwise, we kind of stir the pot. But what would or how do you, in essence, allow that process to move through you? It's interesting, Padre. Thank you for the question. There is a system that I found many years ago, quite by accident, which I believe Ron Roth endorsed, and it's called the Sedona Method. Basically, in a nutshell, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's just allowing what is, feel it in your body, let it go. You break it off into small chunks if you want to. But essentially, that is the technique. It's the easiest technique possible. But what I'm finding is that process is it's honoring of oneself. It's honoring of all aspects of oneself. And when I actually al- allow it, and I'm, it's, a, it's a process, it's an unfolding, it's a habit, it's all of those things, and it's a training of the mind. When that happens, then there is self-love. For me, that's been my experience. Self-love is self-acceptance to me. So the acceptance of my fear, the knowing now that the fear is actually one of my biggest drivers in life. Fear has of, of fear of being dependent on people has driven me to come to this country. It drove me to actually be financially comfortable. It drove me to do things like learning to be a mechanic and be able to fix things where I don't need anybody. Unfortunately, it also had the effect of keeping people away. So there's the unhappiness that is caused by it. Otherwise, there's positive things that come from it. So that's one of the things about anything we experience. There's always, even if it's negative or deemed negative, there's always seems to be a positive intention behind it, which is why we keep it. And so the things that we actually hang on to may have a very positive reason why we keep them, we keep them attached to us. So one of the things that I noticed was with this fear, the fear of people, and I, I dove into these different techniques because I really wanted to heal them. I wanted to fix them. It was the reason I came to FSD. It's the reason I came to CLM, fix my fear, and it didn't work. 
And as I did that, progressed down that road of investigating how to heal it, I started to come across these amazing teachings. And my own hobby, in a way, is studying human change, not as a therapist or a psychologist, but I want to learn, I want to see miracles. I want to go beyond the standard rote stuff that society would actually have us believe. And so one technique stands out above them all. It is one of the easiest things that came from NLP, but it is profound in the, in the actual strength of what it actually provides. It doesn't matter what you want. I mean, it could be you're healing from a disease or you're trying to heal from a disease. You're trying to get something like a new car or a partner or something like that. The essence of the actual technique is you actually find where the part is that what has that desire to actually have the disease or to get something else like a car or a partner, etc. Let's just pick one. Let's say I want a new car. So what, what you do is you find where the part is in your body. So the way you do that, and again, this isn't going to work for all people. If, it, if somebody had tried it on me in the 30s, when I was 30 years old, I couldn't feel my body, so this wouldn't have worked. But if I think about mm. having that car, for example, I have a sensation in my body. And the question really becomes, you open up like a dialogue with a part of you that lives in that area of your body and you ask it what is it that you want and it may say and then you're listening to the response back so there has to be a certain level of rapport with the unconscious for this to happen but here's where the magic happens when it responds it may say something i want a new car the question you then ask that part is what is it that you want that's now more important than having the car and then what you do is you allow that part to have it so the main thing is that part already knows what it wants and it wants it in a specific way, but we as a whole don't give it permission to have it. So what you're doing in the technique is, okay, I want a new car. Okay, what do you, what do you want from that? I want joy. Okay, experience joy fully and completely. So you allow that part permission to experience joy. And then what happens is you say, now that you have joy, what is it that you want that's even more important to you? And it may say something like love. And then you say, then, thank you. Can you experience love in the way that you want it fully and completely? What starts to happen is those states get higher and higher. And it goes from something mundane like I want a car or I want to heal this disease or whatever it is to higher and higher states. Now, I've done this technique with multiple people, inevitably they get to a state where they've lost their ability to cognitively function. They've drifted off into a connection. Some people will call it a connection with the divine. Some people will call it a higher connection with, the, with themselves. Some people will say the angels came around me. But the consistent thing is they have reached a higher state of existence. Then the technique is to remind that part you want the the joy from the car but really what you're looking for is that higher state of being with the divine in whatever way they experience it that starts to change the grip of the need that that part had and then you walk the person with that new state back 
this has the effect of transforming in a very kind way the actual issue that the person has. Now, again, it's not going to work for everybody because there has to be a certain level of awareness of the body. But what it's taught me and everybody that I've done it with is no matter what we're after, if it's, it doesn't matter if it's something like, I don't know, a new girlfriend or boyfriend or sex or drugs, whatever it is, it's all an attempt to get back to the divine nature. Consciously or unconsciously, that is what we're trying to do. And there are multiple aspects of us, each of which is trying to do that. So the last part of the technique is that that part, now that it's experienced the divine, share what it's learned with every other part of us that is in existence and is in, in play so that the transformation starts to spread. A very profound technique. It's called Core Transformation by Connie Ray Andreas. Again, one of the things that really changed my perception of the divine and what the divine actually is. Well, that is an interesting approach. Let's put it that way. Now, Raj, can you take us through a simple application just off the top of your heart, in a sense, you know, giving us an idea of of just so we have a tangible experience of that? Yeah. It's hard to do with a group just because each everybody's going to have their own experience. But what you're basically doing is you're saying, okay, let's say I want a new partner. I'm totally frustrated. I can't find a new partner, and it's it's annoying me. So what I could do is actually, uh, me as the person guiding them, I'll say, okay, as you think about the frustration of not finding your partner, your whatever it is, soulmate, whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where does it? Where do you feel it most? And so you would actually could potentially say something like your heart. You could feel it potentially in something like your uh, pelvic region, wherever it is. That's where the heart actually resides that's having the issue. And then you start a dialogue with it. You welcome it. You thank it for actually coming. Most of us reject any kind of uncomfortable feeling, and so we Mm. lose rapport with our unconscious mind. So by inviting and thanking this aspect, which has a positive reason for why it's expressing itself in the way it is, you welcome it and you basically thank it for coming and you ask it, what is it that you want? And you're listening to that part. You're, li- you're really listening. You're not listening to the mind and what the mind's saying. To the best of your ability, you're waiting for the response back. And initially, people will be shocked by the response they get because they've never done anything like this. Yeah. So it may say something like, I want connection. Okay, you have connection. So you want connection. Why don't you experience connection fully and completely in the way that you want it? So mm. this is the assumption is right there in the language that's being used. That part knows exactly what it wants. It knows how to get it. What it doesn't have is permission from the greater being to actually experience it. So then it can't have it, and it's going to complain and complain and complain until it gets it. So you're giving permission. (laughs) So the permission is so vital, the permission of the greater being for that part to actually experience what it wants. And you keep asking the same question now that you have 
the connection that you want in this particular case? What is it that you want that's even more important to you? So you're creating a hierarchy of needs. Mm. And it'll keep on expressing those. And each time you're inviting it to experience that state. But the higher it goes, the more the person starts to tune out, the more they rise into more of a a connection, a deeper connection with a bigger sense of self. That's the common thing that I've seen. And they start to break away from the illusions of what is actually holding us. It's like going into a a deep meditative state, except it's via a, a specific avenue. And then what you do is you remind the part it's not the actual anger at, the, at not having a partner that's the issue. You, it's not the partner you actually want. It's this state you actually want. The connection to the divine is how I'm voicing it. Other people may express it as a different way. Connection to the bigger consciousness, connection to my higher self, connection to my guides in a deeper way. And then that the transformative step, the parts that he realizes, oh, it's got nothing to do with having a new partner. It's about having this connection. Mm. And that's where the transformation starts to take place. And that need starts to dissolve. Now, there's multiple parts of us. We have hundreds of thousands of tons of different parts. So there may be other parts that come in and say, no, you can't have that. But the awareness that this is possible is what starts to transform people. And this is why, why it interests me, because I have seen and walked people through these kinds of experiences, and they tell me what they experience, and I've seen them change just by asking mm. simple questions like that. And that's why I love transformation work. It's magical. Far from your, psych- your standard psychotherapy and your standard kind of medical procedures, the miracle of life is far greater. And every one of us on this call who's attended a retreat has seen miracles happen. People in general in the world have not. They see what the medical system and what their peers and people they trust are telling them. What we can do as people who have experienced a different way. Each of us who've been to a retreat have seen miracles. You, you watch it again and again. People, I remember that guy whose part of his heart was dead. The cells of his heart were dead. And the healing happened. He goes back to the doctor and, and all the cells in his heart are back fully functional and alive again. Miracle. Yeah. So that kind of miracle, most people, most people won't believe is possible. But we can hold it for others as a possibility and a possibility for their healing too. So this is why I love this work. And it's, it's just amazing. Not just, it, just healing in general is amazing to me because it's really all a choice. And, but there's so many different binds that we put on ourselves that actually prevent it from happening. That's beautiful, Raj. You know, I think I'm going to put yours and Pat's email on the list for this recording. They want to get a hold of you. And maybe, I don't know if you do a group setting or individuals, but seem to have a wealth of information. But it's the whole idea of setting people free from themselves in order to actually feel the, the very presence that we talk about. Within our community and those who are listening tonight or today, the, the opportunity of the dialogue. 
as you were going through the steps, I was going through my own step in a sense of, well, this is how I access the Holy Spirit. And I have the dialogue with the Holy Spirit. And if I really want to face my own truth or the truth that's happening in me, the Holy Spirit is very good at expressing that. Now, if I'm afraid, then it's probably, well, you're not ready for it today, maybe tomorrow, or I'll use a Raj or a Pat to let me know what I need to face in a sense. So we need each other. We need to have that inner voice uh, speak to us so it can, I call it, set us free. You know, I've been reading a book on Sister Emmanuel Marland, and she's called Marianne of Bethlehem. And she was a, a nun, but she had this extraordinary gift. Just her life was, I was called the term tragic, but she had so many challenges over and over and once she got over one another one manifested and you would think it's like she prays she communes with the holy spirit our blessed mother she had an extraordinary life and a very difficult life but yet part of her belief i'll use that term i'll just quote her she says one of the quotes for her life was humility is happy in everything and she talks about just be content whether it's good or bad be content and how many of us can grasp that, in a sense, if it's presented? Usually it's like, oh, like today, I have a choice to accept it within me or push it away and just ignore that it's there. But, it, of course, it's going to come back to us. So, But her definition is about having humility and accepting the gift in front of you, whether that's pain, whether that's a tire that's going to blow out, or you fixing up the car. It took five hours, and it shouldn't have, but yet you accepted the gift that was in front of you. So then you could drive for seven hours. How that applies to your life, to my life, to our life, is up to us to dial in. Pat, when you center in for your own life, not life, your presence today, do you, at the end of the day, do you do like a life review, a day review? Do we? Do you confess, forgive me if I did this or that? Um, do you have any stepping stones or principles that you kind of just allow grace to unfold before you, before you lay your head down to sleep? Well, I do connect with Mother Mary, who is my internal divine. She's, she's my personal divine. And I do okay. review the day, and I say thank you. My nightly prayers are always thank you for. And it could be thank you for the blowout or thank you for... It's mm. something that might not seem to be wonderful, but yeah. I really the thank you God for everything, even if yeah. you, you say, thank you God for everything, and because that's how we learn, that's how we grow, that's how we see ourselves differently. If if something comes into our lives that is challenging us, being able to accept it and or deal with it go through it, feel it totally, is how we grow and how mm. we continue to create our own life. So that is, that is one of the things that I definitely do is that I thank Mother Mary for absolutely everything. I also like to meditate before I go to bed and through the classes with Dana, I am grounding myself and reminding myself that dream time can be programmed. You can ask mm. for things 
to come to you in your dream state. And that it's a good thing to do before you go to bed. If if you are wrangling with something and you can't seem to shake it or it's a problem that you're just really having a tough time with, ask for ask for dream time for for possible solutions to that. And for me, it's good to have something to write with when I wake up because <laughs> because so it doesn't yeah. drift so it doesn't drift off. But that's also something that you can do. I also think that setting intentions, because the quantum field, which some people might call that God or your higher self, but the quantum field reacts to your intention combined with your emotional state. So having a joyful state and stating a clear intention helps the universe bring you what you're either asking for or to help realize that intention quicker. And the, the more clarity you can bring to that, in, that intention, the faster it will be able to get back to you. The universe will answer mm-hmm. quicker if it knows what you want. <laughs> yeah. And, and can Steve read writing, you know? <laughs> See, this is what I'm saying, right? In all sincerity, this woman is wise. She is incredibly wise, but there is one thing I would say is she is, she's talking about her reality and she lives her reality. And so it's why I'm privileged to call her a friend. This Pat Hansen is one of those people who, if she loves you, she loves you. She will stand with you. And I, I, I would encourage everybody on the call, if you really need a friend, you cannot go wrong with a Pat Hansen. She will listen to you and she will counsel you. Me, I'll just make you laugh and then put the phone down eventually. But Pat Hansen <laughs> is, is, is a wise being and I'm, I, I am very honored to call her a friend. Well, thank you, Raj. Wow. Listening is yeah. listening is one of my superpowers. I am a good listener. Oh. And we all need those helps at times. So I really appreciate both of you offering your services for those listening because we all face some things that somehow they're bigger than what we think they are. A, a listening here or a leading in a meditation just to listen to your body, those are b- beautiful helps that we all can use at any point in time. But, yes, I concur with you, Raj, about the the character of Pat, her big heart that just she desires to love other people. And to do that, we have to listen and observe. So, Pat, you know, you got my AA approval, you know, when it comes to (laughs) being a a therapist, because it's a therapist with the heart, and we all desire that. Mm. When we move into our healing time tonight, we just want to listen to the Holy Spirit of who to pray for, how to pray for, and that act of surrender that we really want to tap into grace that's all around us. I think I'm going to start with Raj, and then I'll follow up with Pat, and then I'll close with prayer for each of you. But it's really open up that feel for the more or the presence, however you want to see that. But each of you were on this call because you were called to be on this call. And so now if we just call into ourselves that awakening, that that spirit within to guide us to heal those parts that need nurturing tonight. So, Raj, would you offer prayer for our community? My honor, Padre. Mother, Father, God, thank you. Thank you for this existence. Thank you for our lives. 
thank you for our troubles. Thank you for our loves and joys. May we have the strength to embrace all that is, all the gifts that you have bestowed upon us. May they be ours, and they are ours. All the difficulties that are bestowed on us, may they be ours, and they are ours. May healing occur across the world so that others may realize the inevitable truth of their being, the truth that they are beautifully made, that they are perfect as they are. And in that power, we transform into something new. We transform into another level of being, another level of love and understanding awakens within us. And it is all knowledge that we are you and you are us. Strength, Lord, strength in our ways, strength in our seeming mistakes. Allow us the ability to walk our walk with intelligence, with grace, with surrender. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Beautiful. Amen. Mm-hmm. How about you, Reverend Pat? Mother Mary, Mother, Father, Creator, God, Divine Oneness, bless each person on this call. May they find their true nature, which is based in joy. And based in the joy of knowing that they are a drop in the ocean and you are that ocean. Let each of us celebrate our beauty and our uniqueness along with all of our warts and all of our hard spots. They're all a blessing and they're all part of us. May we all accept ourselves and Present ourselves as our unique selves in the world. Let everyone take off their masks and not be afraid to be who they are in the world. The world will accept you. The world is a better place with each person showing up as their authentic self. Let every person know that they are a beautiful piece of oneness and Treat everyone else as themselves because we are each unique parts of the same oneness, the same energy field, the same divinity. May each person feel love in their life, joy in their hearts, and a feeling of completion and self-love. Amen. 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 You know, these are well-rounded prayers that each of us can grasp the hold of, accept in our lives, and we allow the Holy Spirit now to take these gifts, these attributes, these characters, these principles that have been taught tonight and bring them down deep within our hearts. And it becomes a treasure chest to go back to when we are challenged, when we are stressed, when things aren't going well. So, Holy Spirit, I just breathe upon our listeners tonight. Come, Holy Spirit. Let that living waters begin to flow now. I thank you, O Lord our God, for whatever was stirred up now comes out in the name of Yeshua. And I speak to every dis-ease of the body, every painful event, whether it's arthritis. Maybe it was a lawsuit that when we're challenged by our own beliefs or what we have or don't have, in a sense, it draws a lot of that stuff out of us. 
for its purpose, and then the peace that passes all understanding, when we come over it, when we face the demon, when we face the challenge, and that might be in a relationship, it might be in a lawsuit, it might be in a, a worker that you work with, that it's there. If you see that as a gift from God, that this too shall pass, that we can be overcome by the love of God, by the mercies of God. So I just say, come Holy Spirit. Begin to bathe them. Father, release your ministering angels right now. I speak to every pain in a person's body. I command it out in the name of Yeshua. But in its place, that peace, that presence, that purpose, that person of love begins to marinate within you. I thank you, O Lord our God, for great grace now. Just sense the legion of angels, but also the cloud of witnesses. Maybe it's your favorite saint or guide, but they're near, and they love to want to talk with you. So just open up your heart. Even as you go to bed tonight, you lay your head on the pillow, that the, the grace begins to speak to you, that it shines a light on maybe areas that were darker you didn't understand, but allow that grace now to manifest in a way that it touches your heart, that you can sleep. That in, especially those who wake up at night, which most of us do, maybe to go to the bathroom, but you, we don't have to. We just allow our brain, our bodies just to rest in God. So I speak that forth now today in your life during this evening of rest. And as you awaken, your body's at peace. Your mind is set free in a sense. And the freedom that is knowing that you are loved by God beyond measure. I thank you, God, for that healing right now. And as I place my hand on each of your hearts, just multiply the love of God the mercies of God, the tenderness of God, the holy breath that gives you rest. And I bless you as your Padre in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Well, thank you for joining us, everyone. We have a healing retreat coming up this weekend. If you're not signed up, please do so. And also our upcoming in-person retreat in April.